Here's the big question. What if you had to start over from scratch and build a business with limited time and resources? Maybe the economy just pulled the rug out from under you, or you're in a business that's underperforming or a career that's going nowhere. How would you flip the switch to go from where you're at to where you want to go? A profitable business that supports your family and allows you to live the life you were meant to live. My name is Jason Liu, and each week I'm going to bring you guests that are further down the road while documenting my own journey. Welcome to the business of feeling good. What is going on? Jason Liu here for another episode of The Business of Feeling Good. And it's been a quick minute since I've done a solo episode. And I wanted to catch you guys up on a couple things. Um, It's been exciting to launch a brand new course called The Hidden Genius Program, where we've been taking entrepreneurs, um, professionals, and essentially having them lean into their expertise to design high-ticket courses. And it's been a incredible experience because the first class is actually six weeks or halfway through their first program. And they're in the position where they're now beginning to design their own courses, design their 12 week programs. And it's, it's almost like watching birds fly um, to see people build confidence, to do things that at one point in time, when they first started this program would scare them to begin to close sales. Um, It's been Incredible, just incredible to watch the growth and development of these students. And I couldn't be more proud. And then I've been heavily investing into coaches and courses. And we actually just wrapped Project Limitless, which is Nick Pags, which I believe is episode 35. Um, you guys can go back and look, but he's an incredible coach, mindset coach. And we wrapped up our eight week course. And the funny part about wrapping this course up was. On our last call, which was supposed to be a celebratory call, turned out it was supposed to be, um, it was actually his and his girlfriend's anniversary. And lo and behold, the person that actually ended up introducing them um, a year prior, almost to the exact minute, 40 minutes prior, a year earlier, was Lewis Howells. And they were both at the Summit of Greatness. And by happenstance and by magical coincidence, uh, Lewis actually ended up on the call uh, with 16 of us um, to congratulate the two of them but then spent an hour and a half answering every question you could possibly imagine and um, incredibly generous with his time. And I just wanted to share just a little bit about that experience of having a couple moments to ask questions, to have a couple moments to dive into the mind of an entrepreneur that for a lot of us, when we look up, is making massive impact. Um, he wrote um, The School of Greatness. Um, his podcast just hit a thousand episodes. And I think the incredible part about interviewing successful people or people that have gone out there and climbed higher mountains is to really take notice of their belief systems. And I'm a huge believer that we are the thoughts that we think. And that's very common in today's age of personal development and personal growth. But the more I invest into coaches, the more I recognize that when we come up against uncomfortable situations. So for me, I've been talking about, and maybe for you, I've been talking about launching a course now for years. It's probably been two and a half years. And I've gotten to a certain point and always stopped or gotten to a certain place and then said, well, I need to, uh, I don't know how to do this. So I'm going to stop. And there's always this, I'm going to stop. And I think part of that process is recognizing that you get something. We all gain something by stopping. By stopping, it means that we don't have to go out into the world and launch our thing. It means that 
We don't have to go out there and get criticized. We don't have to go out there and figure out if our product is any good or not. It is the complete cop-out. And I only say that because that was me. And because of that, we never put our thing into the world. We never see if we're actually good enough to create it. And the beauty of having a coach is they can call you out on your BS. And when you have a community around that too, it really puts it in your face because you, uh, you see other people out there doing the thing you really want to go out there and do. And they're supporting you and cheering you on and all those great things when it comes to um, being a part of something. And I think entrepreneurship at times, I don't know if you can feel this, is incredibly lonely because especially right now during the pandemic, you're, or I should say me, I'm sitting in an office in front of a microphone, in front of a screen, and the closest contact I have to other entrepreneurs is through the computer screen. And so having a community and having a coach to be able to really recognize what you're running into is everything. And here's the real beauty of all of it. If you can put yourself in the moment and recognize the moment where you have the limiting belief, like, I guess I'm just not going to put this out. And if you can stop for a moment and recognize that what you've been doing is that same programming and what if you keep going down that same path, you keep selling yourself the same story, you're going to get the exact same result, which for me was no, no course. And so having a coach and getting back to the Lewis story here has a lot been about replacing the story, replacing the belief system. Because if you can replace that just at that moment of insecurity, at that moment of uncertainty, if you can replace it with a new belief system, you will go down a completely new road that you've never created. So I'll give you one example and then I'll tell you the Lewis story. So I had a lot of attachment to outcomes. I think being in network marketing and being an entrepreneur, we're taught always to focus on what's your goal? Like, where are you going after? Where's that place? Where's that destination? What's the vision you want to step into? And I'm all for big visions and big goals and, and, and going after your dreams. That's great. But I had this setup where it was, when I get there, I'll be happy. When I make this much, I'll be successful. Maybe that sounds familiar and maybe it doesn't. The problem with that was that when I wasn't there, I felt like crap. And when I was there, I felt unfulfilled because I just accomplished it. I'm like, well, what's next? I'm, you're, it's, that, it's that high when you're just about to get what you want that's the most fulfilling. And it's this fleeting moment that you can't hold on to. And because of that, um, I was afraid to launch my course. And one of the most powerful beliefs that came through, which I've talked about on this podcast already, was this idea of out, output versus outcome. The outcome was where I attached my self-worth. The new self-worth was attaching it to the output, meaning I have this big goal, but I'm going to release how I'm going to get there and how it's going to happen. I'm just going to trust that it is going to happen. And the only thing that I can control is the work that I do day in and day out. Am I... Am I going out there to serve people? Am I trying to impact? Am I showing up in the most authentic way that I know how to? And if I feel like I'm giving 120% to that, then whatever happens will be perfect. And that was a really hard belief to, to learn, to lean into, to grow into. But when I was able to really believe that, and when I felt that insecurity, I felt that uncertainty about, uh, maybe I shouldn't, when I insert it, Output versus outcome, it changed everything. In an instant, it changed everything because I was able to focus on the work. I was able to focus on not what people are going to say and not what people are thinking, but I'm showing up for other people and I'm going to do the best I can. And so bringing this all back to the Lewis story, when we were 
spending this incredible 90 minutes with Lewis and asking questions, when I had the opportunity to ask the question, I asked him, how do you show up powerfully? How do you go out there and step into this place of power? Because you're talking to people from all walks of life, some are that are very successful, some of that are older. How do you step into a place where you're confident? And he talked about his journey. He talked about wanting to learn new things. He talked about not, not being afraid to look silly. But I really picked up three beliefs that I think caught me off guard, caught me a bit off guard because, and this is what I love about talking to people that have had success is they think just a little bit differently. So you talked about this idea of everyone saying they want to get better. They want to get better. They want to get better, especially in the, the place of personnel and personal growth, because it's highly competitive. Coaching is highly competitive. So he said, all these people are talking about getting better. And he said, Jason, he said, it's not about getting better. It's about standing out which means being different. If you consume what everyone else is consuming, you're going to produce what everyone else is producing. So how do you differentiate yourself? And he's like, for me, it's always been learning. It's been always, and I'm paraphrasing what he said, but it's always been learning new skills, which is why he learned how to salsa dance. It's why he learned how to pick up the guitar. It's why he's learning Spanish right now. And he said, these aren't fun things. He's like, I wasn't the best student in school. Um, He's like, I can barely understand the structure of, a sentence in English in terms of how it's put together, which makes it that much more difficult when I'm learning Spanish. The whole point was, he's like, eventually at some point in time, it clicks. If you pay for a coach, you learn something, it will click. And he said, because of that, it's allowed me to be in more situations, to be comfortable in my own skin in new situations. And I thought that was such a great way to look at it is not how do I get better, but how do I differentiate myself? Um, So that was the first belief that I thought really stood out when I was talking and having this conversation because it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't what I expected. The second one was on burnouts. And this is one that's kind of reaffirms my own belief systems, especially over the past, um, you know, two years here is that um, he's like, I don't think enough people spend time on what their mission in life is. And he calls it your mission in life. It could be your life's purpose, whatever you want to call it. But the reason why he brings it up when it comes to burnout is because he said, when I look at every single decision in my life, day in and day out, the food that I consume, the relationships that I have, the saying yes to a new opportunity. And he's like, now I'm in a place where a lot of people come to me with a lot of different opportunities, especially to make a lot of money. And he said, there are opportunities to make a ton of money that I say no to. And the reason why I say no, and again, I'm paraphrasing what he's saying, is he said that if it's not an expander and bringing him closer to his mission in terms of impact and how he wants to show up and who he wants to serve, then it's a no. It's a really easy no. And I love that idea of having the template of what is my life's mission. And it really got me thinking about this idea of having had some level of success for myself, having had some level of income and speaking on stages and building seven-figure businesses and all those areas yet feeling unfulfilled, for me, the, the lesson has been that unless I'm really leaning into my gifts, talents, and abilities, unless I'm leaning into the space where I'm able to give what I have to people to make a difference and to make impact, then everything else is hollow. When I was chasing money, when I was chasing success, when I was chasing recognition and fame and self-worth, no matter how big the stage or income or whatever it might be, it was always hollow. And being able to have the blueprint now or the, the mission now to look back and say, 
I need to use my gifts, talents, and abilities to serve people. I think the greatest regret in life is leaving those gifts inside of you, not being unwrapped, not being given, not being tapped into. It's this, what if, what if I, if I'm given these gifts and I don't use them, that is to me, that is, ah, like that is, that is pain in my soul. And so when he said, I don't have burnout anymore, it's because I love what I do. I'm able to hold up my mission and say, does this expand it? And if it does, it just gives me juice. It gives me life. It gives me energy. And I feel the exact same way when it comes to that area. And then the last thing that really hit me, the last belief system that he has, and it's not an exact translation, but I'm going to take what I extracted from it. He said, when something happens, right? When something happens and in, in, in a experience happens, a moment happens, a something that you could look at as catastrophic or good or bad or whatever it might be. But when something happens and maybe it's an unfortunate event, he says, I'm going to have hindsight about this. I'm going to have hindsight about this experience. Meaning it's really easy to look back on life. It's really easy to look to your past and be like, man, those, if, if it wasn't for that experience, that that unfortunate experience, I wouldn't be here, right? We have these, this ability to look back and connect the dots. But if you can sit in it before you're in the future and looking backwards, but you can actually be in that moment and say, I'm grateful for this moment. And by that, I mean, it's this idea that the world, the universe, God, whatever you want to call it, it's not happening to me. Like when things happen to you, you have this ability to, again, tell the story of victim. Like, woe is me? Why did this happen? And I'm not saying unfortunate things don't happen. We're living in 2020. It's if there isn't a unfortunate year, I don't know when there's going to be like stuff happens. This has been a incredibly challenging, unfortunate, sad, frustrating, whatever you want to call it year. But you have the ability to decide what that year means. And for some of us, it's been the story that you have. And for others of us, it's this mentality of, this didn't happen to me, but this happened for me. And it's happening for me. There's, there's a lesson, there's a moment, there's something, there's an opportunity, but it's a choice that you have to see. And that's what I took from that statement that I'm going to have hindsight is what Lewis said about this moment. I'm going to look back and look at this as a pivotal launching pad for myself. And it's such a, people can say, oh, that's just, you're looking through the life through, you know, rose, rose colored glasses. Yes, but if you, can, if, if you can have grace and you can surrender to the moment, not fight it, not play victim to it, not that something happened to me and I'm deserving of something, but that this moment is happening for me and there's something to learn, there are people to impact, there is someone to help, and that it's happening with me right now, it's an empowering statement. And it allows you to be in this moment where you become resourceful. You seek and look for the opportunity. And again, it brings you back to that place where when you come against um, limiting beliefs, when you come against a place where, you're able, where you want to retract and run like I was running from building this course, then it's really easy to play victim. But if you can stand there for a moment and sit in the uncomfortableness, there's power in recognizing that this moment is happening for you. So today, if you're going to take anything away from today, I hope that you take a moment to just recognize where are you running against your limiting beliefs? What are the moments that you're running from? And can you instead say, as opposed to saying, why is this happening to me? Why is this happening for me? 
I appreciate you guys. My name is Jason Liu. See you guys in the next episode. Cheers. Thanks again. I hope you guys grabbed some great value out of today's conversation. If you want to further the conversation, I'd love to meet you personally. We've got a free Facebook community that you can dive into, free content, more resources, and I do lives every single week where I get a chance to interact with you and help coach you on exactly what you need. If you want to find it, you can find us at The Business of Feeling Good, or you can search the hashtag BOFG. Again, that's hashtag BOFG. If you like this episode, please share it. I'd love to hear from you. Your comments, your reviews truly mean so much to me. It's the lifeblood of what keeps me going, and it's how I craft the content that's better going to impact you. I look forward to seeing you guys on the next episode. Until then, cheers. Cheers.